Welcome back to the couch, everybody, and welcome to our divisional round NFL predictions. Fellas, how excited are we for this divisional round? Extremely? I could not be more excited. The most, most for sure. Whatever the maximum amount of excitement is, I'm like two notches above there. Cool. Cool. Butts, are you going to throw away some money or are you going to take it easy? Uh, We're going to take it easy, Uh, but I am pretty fired up to watch football. Um, There are some huge spreads this weekend, but I don't think these games are going to disappoint like last weekend. So I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. Looking forward to the football. All right. Let's uh, let's get into our predictions. We'll start with the juicy one. Bills versus Chiefs. The Bills are minus two and a half favorites at home. Usually when these two teams play in the playoffs, it's at Arrowhead. I think this is the first time that it's been in Buffalo. Zwick, we will start with your prediction. I know it's Buffalo. Why? So... I did pick Buffalo on the last show. We talked about it briefly. But oh, you're I'm kidding. Oh, you're kidding. Kind of. oh. <laughs> it's only because the Bills, like, their defense got banged up again. Like, Terrell Bernard, their middle linebacker, who was filling in for Matt Milano, got hurt. Like, he got, like, stretchered – or not stretchered, but, like, carted, carted off. And that, like, it, it, it moves the needle a little bit because he was playing really well. And now I'm thinking, like, Isaiah Pacheco, the run game is really good. You're a fraud. I, I, you I shit on the Chiefs uh, all season. I'm not saying I'm. I'm not saying I'm picking the Chiefs yet. Oh, I'm <laughs> this not, is our prediction, I'm, pal. You, you got no time. No, 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 no. Hear me out. Hear me out. <laughs> all right. I'm. I'm still picking the Bills. I was very, very confident last weekend, and now I'm not so confident. But I'm still picking the Bills. Okay, that's fair. You're just less confident. That just that little uh asterisk in, in front of it i, I like I it that, i think if the bills lose this game like buffalo will like burn down like either way buffalo is burning down because i think if they win this game buffalo will probably burn down <laughs> Diggs is probably leaving if they lose this game i, I would think he seems I to be agree. pretty frustrated but see who you got buffalo um i think they're going to continue to sacrifice more fans to the pit don't know if you guys have, been, have you guys seen that story it's pretty cool it's the pit enlightening us yeah you guys haven't seen this? Um, no. So they're building a new stadium, and right now it's just a giant pit of, like, mm-hmm. dirt and grossness. Oh, and awesome. every time the Bills play, a fan or two sacrifices themselves to the pit, which <laughs> means they just kind of dive down a hill into the pit. That's, that's awesome. That's awesome. And that's they're, cool. undefe- they're undefeated. The Bills have been undefeated every time a fan has sacrificed themselves to the pit. And, oh. like – but like Buffalo police department and fire department have confirmed that fans continue to sacrifice themselves to the pit and they keep winning. So as long as a bills fan uh, dives into the pit this weekend, I think they're going to win. I think Buffalo at home is a, is a really tough task for the chiefs. Um, This, like this is a monumental game for Buffalo. They usually play this game every time, like Zwick said in Arrowhead or Jordan said in Arrowhead this time it's in Buffalo. These two teams do not like each other. Um, I just don't trust the Chiefs' offense. I never have uh, all season, and and this is going to be the game where I think it's really going to show because I think Buffalo is going to be able to move the ball effectively. I know this Chiefs' defense is really good, but Buffalo is on a roll right now offensively. Um, their defense was also playing really good last week. I know they got a little more banged up later in the game, but they've been doing it all year where they, where, you know, guys have gone down and they just find ways to to piece together uh, the missing links on defense and continue to play great football. Um, I like the Bills this weekend. I really do. All right, now that that nonsense is over, 
Let me tell you some truth and why the Chiefs are going to win. I'll start here. Zwick mentioned it, but uh, the Bills are hurt. The Chiefs are way healthier. Bills had 13 players on the injury report yesterday. They have two linebackers, two corners, and I know it sounds silly, but their starting punter might not play. Those five players might not play. They also have three backups questionable. Uh, Zwick had mentioned Terrell Bernard. That's kind of their guy for Kelsey. It's kind of their guy that if he doesn't play, it feels like a big Kelsey game already beyond the injuries. I mean, the chiefs are very healthy. The The only people they have limited were uh Sneed who's fine. And then one of their D linemen, who's not even very good, but he's questionable beyond I'm, that. What's up? Sorry. I'm, I'm nervous now because I'm, I'm <laughs> already, looking at, I'm looking at the injury report, Christian Benford, their slot corner. Yep. Terrell Bernard. Gabe Davis, Taylor Rapp, and Stephon Diggs did not practice today. I think uh, Diggs, I'm not worried about. He's going to play, I would assume. But all those no, other guys, it's like Benford, Bernard, uh, I saw their other corner had a concussion, Johnson, Taron Johnson, and then yeah. Spectre had a, like, was a back limited today. Sam, yeah. Their punter was limited today. So, hey, man, uh, punting's a big part of the game. It, it is. You know me. Let's see. If you know me, I love. <laughs> Uh, a good punt. I love switching field position. Um, not much I love more than special teams on like fourth and ten. Uh, punts are just fucking awesome. Yeah, you can't overlook the starting punter being out. It's a big field position advantage. All right, but beyond the injuries, Josh Allen has led the NFL in turnover since 22 with 41. He had 22 this year, by the way, which was good enough to finish second to Sam Howell. I mean, if you want to take second in turnovers as, as a good thing, then there you go. Only Sam Howell was worse. Uh, I also think we saw Kansas City just play Miami. They put up 26. Everyone just kind of overlooked it. You know, that's nothing. The Chiefs offense still stinks. We saw Buffalo play that same Miami team just a couple weeks ago. Do you guys remember how that game went? You uh, You need some reminders? Because but did they Josh win? Allen, did they win? Did they Josh win? Allen, Josh I Allen, they won. Threw two picks and fumbled against that quote unquote awful Miami defense and got held to twenty one points. What's going to happen when he plays this top three Chiefs defense? What's going to happen then? I don't. Not not good things for Josh. I don't think. The bottom line is, I think Mahomes shows up in big moments. I think Josh Allen sometimes shows up in big moments. Sometimes, mm. like we saw in the Miami game, he doesn't. So I'm going Chiefs. I hate not you. a lot of pushback. It seems just a lot of acceptance. Yeah, That's I, fine. I mean, it's hard to argue. <laughs> I don't with all those points. I, I I I don't really think the turnovers are that big of an issue. Still, they 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 finished second in the AFC. Like I don't. They have the same record. But that's but his turnovers are like it's it's built into his game. Like that's what makes him great is the fact that he can take chances. And one of the turnovers he threw against Miami was on a fourth and two when nothing was open. He just hucked it down the field for a little arm pump. Like I'm not, not all, some of his turnovers are bad, especially as the ones early in the season were very bad. But now I just feel like some of his turnovers are not crucial. Like they have been early in the season. I don't see them as being still a major issue. I don't think, especially at home, I think he's going to play a lot better. Um, I think they're going to run the ball a shit ton. I will say. Uh, I, I think they're going to run the ball a lot on Sunday. I think they play Sunday, right? Yeah. Yeah. They're Sunday night? Yeah, they're Sunday night. Yeah, I, I think they're going to run the ball a ton. I don't think Josh Allen's going to have a lot of turnovers. Even if he has one pick, I still think they're going to win this game. 
the only reason why the Bills will not win this game, and you know, Jordan, you were like we went over the injury report and it's really, really bad. That would be the reason. Like that is the one of the reasons where I could be like, all right, the Chiefs can win this game because Buffalo's so banged up. But you said, you know, beyond the injuries, beyond the injuries, I still like like Buffalo. Like I like Buffalo a lot. But the injuries are definitely a major, a major factor, especially the punter. But there's no world where Allen throws two bad picks and fumbles and the Chiefs hold them to 14 points. You can see Absolutely that not. Absolutely not on Sunday. Okay. Not on Sunday. <laughs> okay. We'll see. Three, he's not going to have three turnovers. He's not going to have three turnovers this game. He just, he had three turnovers two Clip games that. ago. Let's clip that. He's, <laughs> he's not going to have three turnovers. Clip okay. It. I mean, he Hold might not have it. three. He could have two. He could have a pick six. He could have detrimental turnovers. I just don't think that Mahomes so could Patrick has Mahomes. nearly the same likelihood to have to kill his team and be the reason they lose. I think Josh is sometimes the reason the Bills lose. And I, I don't think I could ever say that about Mahomes other than maybe one game in his like career. All right. Let's go to Houston versus Baltimore. This is a big spread. Ravens are minus nine and a half. Is that right? Anyone else? Yep. Yep. I got the Ravens here. Any anyone gonna go with the young, up and coming Houston Texans? No, listen, I, I this has been a fun story. Um for CJ Stroud. I think he's arguably had one of the best rookie seasons we've ever seen out of a QB. Um, especially with the new head coach, you know. Brand new roster, really, on, on both sides of the ball. They're very, very young and talented. Um, they've completed a very, very quick rebuild and have a very bright future. But I think the Ravens are too good, um, especially with a week of preparation or an extra week of preparation for the Texans. You know, the Ravens have spanked every team that we've thought has been elite so far, uh, especially back half of the season. They had that bad loss to the Steelers early. But since then, you know, Miami went into – Baltimore and got absolutely smacked. They absolutely smacked the Niners in San Francisco on Christmas Day. I think the I think the Ravens are the best team in the NFL right now. Uh, so I don't think they're going to lose this game. I don't know if they're going to cover nine and a half. Is a lot of points. Uh, I I know the defense is playing really well right now, and Stroud is obviously playing well too. Um, but I think the Ravens defense will keep the Texans offense in check, especially with the injuries like Tank Dell being gone. I, I think that's a huge a huge loss for them, especially in a game like this where you need every weapon you have. Um, so, yeah, I, I like I like the Ravens still. There's nothing I want more, but I like I don't see a way the Texans win this game. I I really hope it happens, but I just like this. This Ravens team feels different. They feel like a lot better than they have been the past few years. The defense is spectacular. The run game, Lamar is unbelievable. Mark Andrews is questionable, so he might be coming back. Um, No Marlon Humphrey, though, for the Ravens. I think that that could be an issue or end up being an issue. Nico Collins has been playing super well. I just, like, surely, right? Surely there's no way C.J. Stroud marches in to Baltimore and wins, right? No way. I don't think so. I really don't think so. I don't think so either. Like, being 100% serious, I don't think so either. But imagine if he did. Imagine if he. You did. did. You didn't. You uh, call them the the twenty twenty one Bengals. Wasn't that your comp? Yeah, they they're so good. I mean, Were they nine and a half point dogs when they went to Tennessee though? Uh probably not. I don't think like probably not. I don't think probably they're probably the, like five. Yeah, I don't think Tennessee that twenty twenty one Tennessee Titans team is the same team as this this Ravens roster. Yeah, that's a great point. 
I have the Ravens as well. I just think it's the Ravens' year. I, I, I've picked them to win the Super Bowl um, before we started the playoffs. Stroud is awesome. Like, he could light up any defense. If they put up, you know, 28, 35 points, I'm not going to be even that surprised. If they put up 35, I'd be surprised. But if they go, you know, 24, 28, I'm not going to be shocked. I just think the Ravens are going to find a way to win. They have too much talent everywhere. Literally every unit, they have a star. So... I think it's the Ravens' year. I think they take care of business. Um, not enough weapons, like Butsy mentioned, for Stroud. And the defense is just not nearly as good as the Ravens. So They matched They matched up week one way, way back when. You guys can even remember week one. feels like forever. And the Ravens won 25-9. to nine. Yeah. Well, so, they've come a long way. I mean, that was Stroud's. Very different, game. obviously. Yeah. But. yeah, Stroud's literal first game of his career. All right, let's go to Niners-Packers. Another big spread, nine and a half as well. And a, another kind of similar storylines. We got the the heavily favorited team with all the stars, all the talent, and then you got the young, up-and-coming team who a lot of people didn't think would be here. I, again, have the Niners. I have the Niners going to the Super Bowl and losing to the Ravens. Um, anybody going to have the balls to pick the Packers? No, but I'm going to be pro-Packers here for a sec. Like, if there is an upset this weekend, like a big one out of the three major spreads, this I see this game being the upset game. I think I like it. that I think that if the Packers can block Chase Young and Bosa and Fred Warner and give Jordan Love time to throw the ball, um, the Niners' secondary has not been incredible this year. Um, they've been really solid, but the backbone of the Niners' defense is their, like, front four or five. Um, and if they can get pressure on Jordan Love all day, it's gonna be Niners, 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 Niners all day. I still don't trust this Packers defense. I think the coordinator is gonna get fired after this season, uh, no matter how this game goes, because he's been bad all year. And I know every Packers fan has been calling for his head for like three years. Uh, and I think it's gonna show in this game if the Niners can control the ball on the offensive end and just get home to Jordan Love and keep the Packers off the field, it's gonna be Niners all day. But I do see a world in which the Packers are able to move the ball on the Niners successfully uh, and definitely keep this a close game for a long time. But Jordan Love's going to have to do it, um, you know, relying on his O-line to give him time to to throw to his weapons who have been great. Yeah, and I, like I said last episode, I don't think the Packers are going to win, but I definitely did not think they would do that against the Cowboys. And obviously this is very different. The 49ers are a way better team than the Cowboys way better coached the defense is a lot more talented and way better coach on both sides of the ball but i like i think the packers can move the ball i i think that plus nine and a half i'm looking at it i something i like i think this can easily be a one possession game i would be shocked if they won outright because i just think this niners team is too good mccaffrey debo Ayuk, they're gonna get their players the ball mccaffrey will probably have 25 touches at least um, and I just, I, I, I have a hard time imagining Jordan Love in the offense keeping up, basically. I mean, it, it really boils down to that for me. Yeah, um, I agree. I mean, I think they can move the ball, but I don't think they're going to, like, light up the Niners defense like they did the Cowboys, like you said. The, there was so many breakdowns for the Cowboys defensively, just embarrassing miscommunications, so... Um, I think the Niners definitely hold them uh, better than the Cowboys did. And also, I know I know Butsy mentioned like 
the Niners being able to get pressure on Love. I think Love is so good under pressure, but that he he does have moments like he has on and off games throughout this whole year where sometimes he shows flashes. He looks like, you know, the stud that we saw last week. Sometimes he looks like a young quarterback. So, yeah, I think we're all on the same page there. All right, let's go I to think, yeah, go one ahead. more thing. I think the pressures that Jordan Love is facing against the Cowboys, when he was making the throws off his back foot, it seemed like he, I mean, he was throwing to wide open guys because they were just completely blown coverages. So I guess it's kind of easy to say that he handles pressure well when he's throwing to guys who don't have defenders within 17 yards of him. So I think that's definitely an aspect of it. And that happened multiple times during the Cowboys game. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Um, all right, let's do Bucks versus Lions. Ah, the, I think this might be the most likely upset of the weekend. I'm still going with the Lions. Uh, Butsy, what about you? I think it's the Lions all day. Um, I don't see this being an upset because I think the Bucks are going to kind of regress to the mean that they are. Um, they're in the NFC South, right? I think the NFC South is still a horrific division in the NFL. Um, and I know they've been, they played really well last week, but that Eagles team was just defeated emotionally uh, and mentally for, for the back half of the season. And the fa- and they were able to take advantage of it. That being said, I think the Lions are a completely different animal. Um, this they're you know they're back in Detroit at home. I mean that place was fucking ridiculous. Uh, for the game against the Rams, I expect it to be even louder for the game against the Bucks. I don't see the Bucks being able to to win this game. I think the Lions are just going to do too much offensively and defensively. Uh, I think they're going to hold the Bucks on on defense big time. Uh, and slow, slow Baker Mayfield down, who's been throwing for like 250 yards every game, it seems like. Uh, I know he struggles away from home as well. So I, I got Lions all day. This is one of my favorite favorite plays is the Lions. Yeah, and I think I think there's a reason the Buccaneers were 9-8. and eight. Obviously, they they had some easy division wins. But they, if there was a team that they were going to, like, they they match up well against the Lions is how I'll say it because they have the good pass the very good passing attack the Lions secondary has been suspect, but I just don't see it like I don't see Baker Mayfield going on the road in the playoffs especially in Detroit who's fired up right now and winning this game I think this Lions offense and rushing attack has just been too good too efficient lately Jameer Gibbs and David Montgomery have been seems like running wild the second half of the season so. I'm going with the Lions. I like the six and a half in Detroit. I think that I just I just don't see a way Bucks get it done. I think I truly think that if that game was in Philly, the Buccaneers would have lost. Like I think the Eagles would have won. I just I don't see them going on the road and winning. I actually take it back about me saying that this could be an upset. The the Eagles just folded. <laughs> they didn't yeah. want to be on that field, dude. They yeah, couldn't they tackle. Were. That everyone was mad at each other. Hertz wasn't even talking. That was a disaster. I think that's more a collapse by the Eagles than a great win by the Buccaneers. Not trying to take anything away, but it's just how it looked to me. I think Lions are going to be able to move the ball at will. Um, could put up a lot of points. Maybe the over in this game, over 49. Lions are minus six and a half. Let's get into some bets if you guys have any. My My play of the day is... Chiefs plus two and a half. Give me Patrick Mahomes and the points in the playoffs. Do you guys like anything else on the board? I do. I do like lines minus six and a half. Now yeah. We... I, it, it's interesting that it's six and a half. 
Yeah, I was I was a little surprised when I saw the slide too. But as the week's gone on, I've you know thought about it more and more and kind of understood it. Um, I think the Lions at home are are, are a formidable, definitely a formidable force. I don't still don't think they're going to win the NFC, but I think they're going to win this game and then go out to San Francisco. And the Bucks struggle from home, away from home. I think when they're not in Tampa, um, Baker Mayfield struggles. This offense struggled. I mean, they went into Carolina in a must-win game and put up nine points. I mean, they won, but it was just very, very ugly. Um, so I really, really like the Lions minus six and a half. Um, I think I think Tampa Bay is going to have a really tough time moving the football. I see why you would like the over, but I don't know if the Bucks are going to do enough to get it there. Baker, so, man. I, I Baker's got, got his mojo back. I know, but <laughs> Baker throws for like 250 yards a game at home. You know, threw for like 300 the other day against the Eagles, but uh, I think this Lions team is just going to be too fired up. Yeah, Dan Campbell I mean, might have like 2,200 milligrams of caffeine <laughs> instead of yeah. 1,100. Maybe have a heart attack on the field. Absolutely. All right, any other plays or should we call it a day and do some NBA talk? Well, we do have to talk about some other stuff. Yeah, what's up? Mm, we got to yeah, talk about Mike McCarthy. Oh, that's a good point. I mean, we really got to talk about it. that guy. I can't believe it. It is like the definition of insanity. Why <laughs> the fuck are they bringing him back? <laughs> okay, I mean, so I, look, I, I looked it up. I said he had 11 or more wins in each of the last three seasons. He's been 12 and 5 every year that he's been there. And it doesn't matter. I think, I mean, when what what was their playoff loss last year? It was to the Niners, right? So it, it doesn't yeah. feel that bad. This was the bad one. I can't remember what the what the first one was, but uh, uh, Niners at home. Yeah, when they ran the QB draw with no timeouts, with like thirteen seconds, and yeah, they when, got tackled when, yeah. bounds, and they didn't. Dak, that was last right year, right up the middle. No, that, that was, was two years ago. ago. Dak oh, went so up the, the middle. They lost to the Niners twice. Yeah, once at home, and then once in uh, San Francisco. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I would obviously still fire him, but if you just look at it like. 12 and 5 every year, lost to the Niners twice, one bad upset loss to the Packers. He only has one year left on his contract. Like I guess I get like, it, but uh, especially with the uh, with the coaches available right now. Yeah. Why the hell are you keeping him? You would assume that a coach with the team of that talent should be able to win at least 11 12 games a regular season. And he's doing it, but Anyone could probably any NFL coach could probably do it and probably win some playoff games as well. It's actually insane to me that they're bringing him back. I made a TikTok about it and I like kind of just didn't even say like, oh, Mike, Mike McCarthy will be fired. Like I was like, oh, well, he'll be gone. Obviously, like, let's see who they can get. Why? Like, if you're a Cowboys fan, I don't I don't understand how you put up with that shit. Yeah, Same with so you, you need a guy yeah. that's going to move the needle like you yeah. need a guy that's going to get you over the edge and. I don't know if it's a curse that the Cowboys have or if Mike McCarthy just isn't the guy. I just think he isn't the guy. Like, I I, I don't think he is the guy to bring this team to a Super Bowl. I don't think he has that kind of talent. Um, Dan Quinn, fuck that guy. He's he Is he fired yet? No. I mean, <laughs> he's, he's got to be fired. He's probably going to get a head coaching job. I know, but, like, they're good every regular season, guys. Like, they're good every yeah. single regular season. And then they just flop in the playoffs every year. Like that's when, like, why, why are we satisfied with 12 wins every regular season? If you just get bounced in the first round every single year in the playoffs, like, I don't, I don't understand why that's okay. If you're a Cowboys fan, 
I mean, like for the general public, for most NFL organizations, getting 12 wins in a season would be great, but they do it, but they do it every year and they lose in the playoffs every year with Super Bowl caliber rosters. Like I, I guess they're, they're good still, but they have nothing to show for it. And I think for me, that's the issue. Like they and, don't have anything to show for how good they've been in the regular season. And I also think the fashion they lost should matter. Yeah. Like that was an embarrassment that the team did not show up ready to play. And a lot of that has to be put on the coach. And again, if it was a, a a different year where there weren't like awesome coaches available, I guess you could justify it a little more. But you have Belichick available. You have Vrabel available. Ben Johnson's available. Bobby Slowick for the Texans might be available. Jim Harbaugh's av- available. I mean, Eric so Bieniemy might be available. <laughs> like You could probably so- keep going. Yeah, right. So out of those names that you listed, you I guess if you want to say it like Belichick, maybe Atlanta, right? Like Atlanta's kind of already, you know, they they went and brought yeah, Belichick it, it to some island weird... and put him on a yacht, yeah. right? Like that would be a weird a weird switch. Who knows what's gonna happen with Sirianni? If Sirianni goes right, right. and then I hope he goes. like say Harbaugh goes to the Chargers, which I think he's going to. That's kind of the job that he's always wanted. If that job opens up, where the fuck is Mike Vrabel gonna coach next year? Yeah, And I think Vrabel, out of those coaches, it's like Belichick and then Vrabel's right here for me. Like Vrabel was the reason that the Titans had the one seed in 2021. Obviously, they they weren't good enough to you know, uh-huh. beat the – yeah, right. I, I mean, I think the Bengals are better, but Mike Vrabel was a huge reason why that they were, they were the he one seed. He has the one seed with Ryan Tannehill. Right. Like I think yeah. he is an incredible coach. And the fact that now he kind of ha- is like in limbo with all these other big free agent coaches coach names kind of having spots lined up and no team wants to get rid of their head coach right now and, and free up a spot and start talking to him before the draft starts and before the combine starts. I think it's crazy. It's actually insane to me. Yeah, no, I agree. You got anything else, Wick? Um, I really hope CJ Stroud beats the Texans or the, the, the Ravens. Yeah, that'd be cool. But that would ruin my Super cool. Bowl pick. So I'm rooting for the Ravens okay, actually. Well. <laughs> well, that's fine. Fair enough. All right. We will we will wrap it up here. Uh, me and Max are going to be coming up next with some NBA. All right. Uh, Jordan, this is my flu game. I'm not going to lie. I'm very ill right now. So I'm going to need you to well, you sound awesome, fly. So. Do I sound awesome? <laughs> no. I don't feel awesome. Dude, I went <laughs> to the doctor like today for medicine, and they said no. Why? Why did they say no? He said, uh, you have a virus and not a bacterial issue. So you just uh, – I told him I've been sick for like two weeks. And uh, mm, he was like, this well, happened to me. Yeah, he's like, you don't need antibiotics. And I was like, well, I, I kind of do. And he's like, no. Like, I just like to not feel sick anymore. And he's like, nah, just tough it out. One of those things. Yeah. The guy was like in his 70s. He was burping the entire time. It was funny. <laughs> Every sentence. First off, came in. The um, first move was burp right as he's walking <laughs> in, which I, I was like, whoa. Doesn't even acknowledge it. Just let it hang. Um, and then he must have had like ginger ale and like Alka Seltzer at the same time or something because he just could not stop burping the entire. And I, I was understand having him. a great time. All oh, you could yeah. make out was that you weren't getting healed. You were just yeah. That's all. That's all <laughs> I could for no out. reason. <laughs> <laughs> so all I can understand is that I'm gonna continue to be sick for no reason. <laughs> Thanks, Doc. He was like, "Uh, well, your body doesn't seem to be able to heal itself right now." And I was like, <laughs> uh, you're, "Yes, but you're 
body. Yeah, he's it's exactly what it was like. He was like, "You're uh, 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 body," and it just was perfect. And I was like, "Dude, oh, I hear that. first off, I started the I pre-gamed with uh, Indian food." To you pre-gamed the doctor's office with Indian food? Oh yeah, you want to show him, give him a message, just destroy the bathroom? Yeah. Well, I was like, "You guys can't fix me, so I'll make yeah. you fix your toilet." Well, I got yeah. I I went sycamore at some Indian restaurant. I got like non bread and soup and samosas, and, uh, chicken and rice. It was very nice, but I was almost that weak. Is, I, I that's sicko. Mode. I was sitting there. I was sitting there making fake trades and eating Indian food. <laughs> you were on the trade machine sweating. all day. You I was sweating the entire us. time. Yeah, uh, sweating thinking about how you could get someone on, to, on the, the Celtics. Yeah, <laughs> man, I was like really trying to figure out. Jet Howard's value in the open trade. Did you just put? Are you putting chapstick on your eye right now? What the hell? Oh, you're no, no, no. It's eye capped. Eye? It's capped. I just oh, dropped so you it. Decided no, to use the most delicate part of your face to open it. All right. Um, I'm not so opening it. I was off doing it. <laughs> My God. You're okay. Let's talk about the. Uh, I'm the idiot. Says the guy putting chapstick on his eyelid. Uh, all right. <laughs> let's <laughs> let's talk about the Pacers finally making. Is this the first time that we've mentioned a trade and then it's actually happened on the pod? I don't know, but if it is, we should celebrate. Yeah, because me and Led talked about it the day before, or a day or two before on the podcast. We had a segment where we were like, I don't know what the Pacers' timeline is right now. They can make it quicker by trading for Pascal Siakam. And then they did. And they did, yeah. Here we go. Yeah. Here we so are. So what, what was your first reaction to that trade? First reaction was actually that I really liked it for the Raptors. And then after looking into it, I think the Pacers won the trade. What was your first reaction? You said you think the Pacers win? Yeah, I do. Oh, yeah, I 100%. I loved it for the Pacers. I thought it was perfect. I actually was mad that everybody on Twitter was saying it was a bad trade, um, including our boy Rosillo. Well, he didn't say it was a bad trade. He just said he didn't like it unless um, uh, Siakam said he was going to resign, which he did say he was willing to resign. So. Right. I I uh I loved it for that reason. This is exactly who they're looking for, someone who can who's a really solid defender, um but is going to be your legit number one scoring option. Um and Tyrese Halliburton just sets him up perfectly. And then I don't know, all the stuff I've heard out of Siakam in Toronto today was really positive saying like Siakam had put on his list of players that he all all time wanted to play with. Number 2 was Miles Turner. I don't know if I buy that, dude. That yeah, sounds I, I so didn't. fabricated. It's it like Kevin Durant crazy. number one and Miles Turner number two. Are we really believing that? Uh, you want to play with like Steph Curry, Siakam? You never he thought about to that. Play with the big, actually. So I don't know. <laughs> you want to play with Miles Turner? Very good point. Um, I thought it was interesting though, and I I think he like this makes the Pacers uh defined, which I really like. This means that they're going for it, which is great. Yeah, and I think um, they should. I agree. I'll throw out some Pacers stats for you. Number one in points per game, number one in field goal percentage, number one in offensive rating, number one in assists, number five in three point percentage. And now you add in Siakam to all that. I think it's I think it's gonna be awesome. And it's it's crazy that they are number one in all those categories without a awesome second option. And now they right. have an awesome second option with Siakam. And they didn't lose anything. Bruce Brown was good, but he wasn't. He wasn't like the focal point of their offense, like Siakam's going to be. God no, yeah. And I totally mean, agree. Nora was kind of fun, but he didn't play that much. And the picks, 
they don't need those picks. They've gotten their guys, especially if Siakam resigns there, which I think he will this offseason because they have a max spot, especially. Um, you have some guys locked down for a while. You're gonna that big three is a three a big three that can grow together, age well together, and I I just love um this move. So what's for the your Pacers. big three? What's Tur- what's Turner, their big three? Halliburton, Siakam. Turner's in, in the big three? All right. What? Interesting. I mean, what? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Isn't he a different timeline? How how old is he? He's like twenty eight. Oh, that's pretty good. Wait, let's yeah. see. Yeah, you're right. He's twenty seven. Yeah. Um, yeah. And they I mean they have Ben Math coming off the bench too. I mean, well ne- Neesmith obviously gonna be part of the big four. If they moved Ben Math. Yeah. Well, he's yeah. so young. I I, I just No, I love him, but he just kind of doesn't really fit with what they're doing. He doesn't um he doesn't pass at all ever. No. <laughs> God. Um, no. I mean, that's why they have Neesmith. Neesmith as your big four. Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, Neesmith will eventually step into the big four. Oh, will he? <laughs> he's starting over over Ben right now. All right. That's not for long. That's... I I think the Pacers won this because the picks they gave up aren't going to be super valuable. It's like 20, right now it's like 20, 27, and like 25, I think. Yeah, and th- well, so they gave up their own this year, which is going to get worse because we expect them yeah. to get better in the standings. They gave up their own in 26, which you would expect to be a really bad pick because they should be awesome in 26. And then you have the worst of the Clippers, Thunder, Houston, or Jazz this year. That's going to be one of the top five worst picks in the draft, I think, because either the Clipper or the Thunder are going to be a top five team when the season's over, you would think. Well, then it would go to the Jazz, and the Jazz are... are the Jazz are... They're going to tail off here towards the end. No, it's the worst of these. So, if the... Like, it's really just the Clipper or the Thunder, or the Clippers or the Thunder, because whoever no, the has the, the, the best season, out. that's the pick that they get. No. It's the worst, it's the worst pick, pick or the worst team. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. It's the worst pick. Got it. Got it. Um. All right. Yeah. So that's gonna be that's gonna be not a crazy. Like none of those. The all of those picks are gonna be late firsts. Yeah. So also, I'm not super concerned uh, about it. The upcoming drafts aren't good for a while. Right. There's no. There's good no point. Wemby. There's no. Uh, none of these guys. If you look, if you're looking at the rankings for draft stuff so far, none of those guys are in college. It's all. G League Ignite and international players, which are much harder to bring over and scout and draft. I mean, it's easier than it was back in the day, but you still don't really know. Um, there's no real standout. And maybe you grab guy. Bronny late first uh, for the Raptors. Why grab would you Bronny? want to add LeBron to that, though? <laughs> oh, for Toronto? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, trying to bring LeBron into what they got going I on. Saw, I saw Bronny is already on uh, NBA mock drafts or like scouting reports which is just yeah. absurd because he hasn't been even playing that well i know they were like he had 11 points against arizona and i was like okay <laughs> awesome why is he on a mo- let's a take mock him at draft? 25 yeah grab him at 25 versatile <laughs> they should be watching out for bryce dude that bryce is gonna be the one that's good oh really is that your hot take not really bryce is big like that's not yeah. that's out of a take he's i i mean yeah bigger. he's like 16 yeah I have no um idea. If you guys think Scoot Henderson is bad, boy, do we have a worse version for you in Bronny games. <laughs> yeah, we got Bronny now. Less yeah. athletic. <laughs> less athletic. Uh, less, less of the intangibles. So yeah. there you go. Um, um, all right. So for Toronto, do you think the though, Pacers... I, well, real quick, for Toronto, I, I like the pick for them as well, just because, or the trade for them as well. I don't know how much better you're getting for Siakam, in my opinion. Yeah, I was 
the thing I was going to bring up is they could have definitely got more for him last year because he had more time yeah, on they his fumbled deal. It back. They definitely fumbled that, but in terms of just what they could have gotten this year, I think it's a pretty decent haul. You would expect them to flip Bruce Brown, right? Um, yes, because they're kind of forward heavy right now. With yeah, like and Barnes, Barrett. Right. And I think you just try and get younger. Like yeah. I I really like their core. I know you don't like RJ. I still I don't hate I think RJ. Scotty, I like him in Toronto. Yeah. I think Scotty quickly and RJ all fit well together. And it's gonna be interesting now. This is the first time that Scotty Barnes is going to fully have the keys to to the franchise. Like he's no longer just the face of the franchise in the future. Now he's the unquestioned best player. So we'll see how he handles that, how he handles not having Siakam there to, you know, help him and hold his hand a little bit. For sure. And uh Toronto's actually taking a little bit of a step back, which I was not expecting. I thought this was going to be a retinker. This is more of a uh they're they're rebuilding right now. And oh, that's absolutely. that's good. And I'm glad they're finally doing it. Um and yeah, like Siakam, I don't think you were trading him anywhere unless they knew he was going to resign. And I, I just think for some reason he really wanted to go to Indi- resign in Indiana. So yeah, I mean it's the Miles Turner thing, man. They must be, yeah, go must way back be. or something. I don't know. Must, he likes the cold. I don't know. It's but yeah, yeah. Give a give me a grade for both of these teams. Uh, I feel like it's A's across the board. I, I don't. See oh really? Two A's. Pelicans probably A plus for what they <laughs> Pelicans get cash. Still, we're still a little confused. <laughs> it must be cash considerations. They just kind of. No, like, you know hey, what it is? Is they they I, got under a certain tax, I don't uh, know, or apron yeah, or something. Yeah, they got under the second, the first apron or whatever. The second, yeah. Apron. So they just saved money. Got it. So they they're probably going to look to add for a buyout or something. That makes sense. Yeah. Um. Yeah. yeah they they were like, please take Kira Lewis. We don't want him. Please, <laughs> please we don't want to pay all this extra money just because we have Kira Lewis on the yeah. roster. He's fun. He's not going to be like anything crazy he's i'm glad he went to toronto actually so at least we can see him play a little bit more yeah i agree totally um, um but yeah I, I so don't you're know going what, aa like, i think aa I, I listen i love the new nba trades where it's players for or they're trades that make sense and are win-win trades emmanuel quickly yeah, well, RJ Nick raptors was definitely yeah win-win, this is a yeah. win-win trade toronto what else were they going to move pascal no it's win-win i just think when you actually look at the picks they could end up not meaning anything like late first rounders do not have a super high success rate. So yeah, but what the if they what market if, for what you had for Pascal was not very open right now because you, you didn't have well that that's to kind of that kind of goes into it because they fucked that up because they they could have got a lot for him. Yeah, I mean so I don't I get, know about a lot. But yeah, I guess you're I would go like B. Okay, I'd yeah, go B probably. B plus for the Raptors. Um, yeah, because I guess you were saying I. Th- I was kind of looking at the trade straight up, not about like how they got to the trade, but putting it that way makes sense. Like they fucked up enough to get them to this. Well, I think you just I, I end up looking at like Pascal Siakam was their guy. And I don't know, could have been argued he was a top 20, top 25 guy at one point. Maybe you could still argue that. And if they end up looking back in a couple of years and those first round picks don't pan out and you look back and you go, wow, we ended up getting nothing for Pascal Siakam like that. That hurts. So That's I'm giving it a B for the time, BB plus. Uh-huh. Um, and then, you know, we'll see if these picks pan out. It could be awesome. I like the direction they're heading at least, but it's just hard to hit on late first. 
True. And especially like we mentioned, not a ridiculously talented draft coming up. So yeah, those could be, but the thing is, uh, Toronto kind of a hub for international players. If this is any a year, if there's ever a year or years coming up to really be good at picking international players, this would be the year because it seems like all the talents coming out of there, especially in the draft upcoming. So, um, yeah, yeah I'm this year everyone maybe, wants the international. Maybe they'll draft my boy Dalton Connect out of Tennessee. You heard about that guy yet? No. <laughs> Have you heard about him yet, dude? No. Why are you laughing? Is he good? Shouted him out. He's insane. He had thirty nine. Oh, really? 35, 39, uh, 38, 39 again. What's I his think. name? Dalton Connect, white guy. Uh, oh, not a lot of talent, but other than Dalton Connect. What do you say? What are you trying to say here? Not a lot of talent on what? <laughs> I'm making fun of you. Volunteers men's basketball team. Is that what yeah. you're saying? Because they're very good. They're ranked very high. Um, <laughs> yeah, Dalton Connect right now. He's averaging. Hold on. Well, not that. I, that's <laughs> eighteen point five points per game. And is he? A, is he a one and done guy? Do we even know that? No, he's he's a he's. He he's a senior. He's gonna be graduating. Oh, okay. So he's gonna go. He away. just transferred in from uh, like Northern Colorado or something. Um, right. He's been playing nice. ridiculous. Very nice, Northern Colorado. Well, listen, to, I mean, listen to this: thirty-nine, thirty-six. Oh, I'm not doubting it, dude. It's I just mean, the, these I, are the type of players we're talking about for the upcoming draft. That's what everyone's saying, you know. Thirty-seven Tough draft. Twenty-four, eighteen, seventeen, seventeen, <laughs> sixteen, seven, two, six. Seven. <laughs> Who's hurt? <laughs> 15. <laughs> uh, but he's he, in his Blue last game. three games, it's been 39, 36, 28. So not a big deal. Keep it got up. it. This guy's good. Ridiculous. They, watching <laughs> someone score 40, up some boards. Watching someone score 40 in, uh, well, he's projected, a, he's a projected, uh, right outside the lottery. Nice. That's whatever good. pick the Knicks have, he's projected to go to the Knicks. So I can't wait. Letty's going to love him if he gets to the Knicks. <laughs> he will. I love him. I hope he stays 12 I, more I years. I can tell. I hope he stays nine more years like the uh, guy from Miami. Have you seen that? They, Miami they, has a guy who's been there for you, nine Miami years. Miami has a guy coming back for the ninth year for There's uh, no way that's play. true. I, I Did you not see it all over fucking football or all over Instagram today? Nine years? Yeah, this is, he's coming back for his ninth year. He's that's 26. a hyperbole. I, you mean I'm not, like six years? No. Nine years. Why are you being an ass today? Holy <laughs> shit. Nine There's years. There's no way. Look it up. Let okay, me, let's up. find it. You Miami player coming back for his ninth year in college football. He's a tight end. He's like 26. Um, wow. Did you find it? Was no, it but I mean, I believe you. <laughs> All right, right here. Hold it's on. It's astounding. It is astounding. Hold on. This is somehow really hard. It's really hard to podcast when you have to cough. Um. Tight end Cam McCormick returning for ninth year of college football. <laughs> I see it. Cam McCormick. He looks old too. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. He looks like Mike Evans. He's, he must have a couple kids by now, right? 26. I had my second kid. Probably, so, yeah. <laughs> Married right. kids settled down in Miami. Let's leave him one more. I'm going to go do some nasal stuff. I don't know. Not that came out way worse than <laughs> I meant to. I'm going to go take medicine and lay down for a while. But we figured we wanted to do this little flash NBA segment because the Pascal Siakam trade is an actual big trade. And um, I'm looking forward to the trade deadline. I think there's going to be a lot of like micro, you know, uh, role, role players being moved. But I think they're going to make differences. So uh, look for other teams to add. I'm interested to see what the Lakers end up doing, if anything. Um, because I was on their trade machine today and it's kind of limited what they can really do. So 
your team. Mm, we'll see. They'll, they'll we'll make see. they'll oh, make something happen. God. I wish they could see the face you just fucking made. All right. Uh, <laughs> that's going to do it for us here at the couch. Thank you all for listening. We'll be back later in the week to talk some NFL and talk about any NBA news that happens over the weekend. So uh, thank you all for listening and peace.